Welcome to Conversations With. My name is Shaley Hugendorn and I live with Bipolar 2 Disorder. Sharing with others is healing both individually and collectively. Sharing our stories will educate others, bring more understanding, shed more light and smash more stigma. Our voices need to be heard. Our stories aren't over yet. This is Bipolar. Hi everybody, welcome back to This is Bipolar Conversations with. If you haven't listened before, I am Shaley Huguenorn. I'm a wife, a mom, a teacher, a mental health advocate. My pronouns are she, her. I live on the unceded territory of the Quiquitlam and Cape Sea First Nations. And I am super jazzed because I have a new friend um, named Sarah Jacqueline. She's going to introduce herself in a minute, but I met her on a YouTube live that we did with um, Rudy, who you can see his interview a long time ago. But um, I, we had some just really great conversation. And then ever since then, I've been listening to like all her music. And now, just so you know, Sarah, I'm now your number one fan. So tell the others. Tell the okay. others. Uh, yeah, my name's Sarah Jickling. Um, I'm a musician who, singer-songwriter who writes about um, my experiences with bipolar and intergenerational trauma and all that good stuff. And I'm also a mental health advocate. I used to work for the BC Schizophrenia Society, touring around um, to high schools, educating about psychosis. But unfortunately that ended with, with COVID. So now I mostly, my advocacy is, is more like online and, and also with, and also just my, my music. Yeah. That's amazing. That, oh, so now I have all questions about that. Okay. We, we're. <laughs> be ready for a long podcast yeah. <laughs> but um I love that so much uh I that's kind of something that's like kind of in the back of my head as a dream because I am an elementary school teacher so I am oh. a teacher and this I've I was thinking about how to merge it but as we talk I was telling Sarah that I am currently hypomanic it literally switched a couple days ago so we are going to be on brand bipolar and we're just going to do the thing and we might, I might not be as succinct as normal, but that's okay because I have promised to show up in the messy middle and a hypomania is messy. Yes, <laughs> it is. I didn't say before, but I, I live with bipolar two disorder. Um, and same. Okay. Mm -hmm. I always forget. Cause I always think that people are following, but if someone finds the first time, right. I always think of that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would love to just dive in. I would love to to hear about maybe when you noticed, if or when you noticed something was wrong or like a little bit leading up to your diagnosis and your diagnosis story, if you would be willing. For sure. Yeah, so it actually, it does all kind of tie into me being a musician. Um, yeah, so when I, I always had anxiety, always, um, and my family, I now know, has a history of bipolar disorder, but there's a lot of, like, uh, mentally unstable, that's not a nice way to put it, but, you know, basically, when, it, when you're living amongst your family, and your family's pretty 
out there you're like this is how life is and this is how people are um yeah and then and then um I when I graduated from high school to university so so at the end of high school I decided I'm going to be a songwriter singer songwriter I joined a band with my best friend we write we are writing songs I was writing about my anxiety so like right from the beginning I decided honesty was like my main thing about songwriting and it was I was able to say things in songs that I was not able to communicate yeah. in words in, in in conversations um and people right away reached out and said like it was, it was I would put my stuff on my space and people were like well I listened to your stuff and uh and and I feel the same way so that was really cool um and I I used to say that I had offstage fright. So being on stage, I discovered was like really comfortable for me. Uh, I think it's kind of a mindfulness exercise, to be honest, like we're just in the moment. And like I said, if I mess up, it's part of my brand. It's all yeah. part of the show. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just like, yeah, bring it on. And so then I feel like as I, as I got, as I uh, got older and um, graduated from high school, decided that my main thing that I wanted to do was music. Um, uh, things things went downhill quite fast, mm -hmm. um, but I started writing so many songs, and so like. Yes, for the first time, I was having suicidal ideations and making plans. And yes, I was like losing friends and people were telling me you're crazy like and, and all that stuff. But also I was writing a lot and having some success. So honestly, I've never had as much success as I had when I was um, when I was like 19 and just totally spiraling and and um writing a lot and so you can imagine how that makes it very hard to want to get help yes. uh yeah and and of course I hadn't like so I would uh, I'm I'm 32 so mm -hmm. I think yeah yeah, I like um, I had to imagine I had to imagine my birthday cake because it was recently and I was like, what did it say on it? Yeah, anyway, so 32. So when 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 um I was when I was 19, like there weren't a lot of there wasn't a lot of information about bipolar disorder. So the first time that I like I went to a doctor diagnosed with depression and anxiety, it did the medication did not help at all. Uh, and now I understand why, but at the time I was like, wow, this is, <laughs> things are worse. Um, and so I went back, um, I went back when basically I think one of my friends gave me like an ultimatum. If you don't go out and get help, I'm not going to see you anymore. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, so I went back and I, that's what, the first time that I, when I, I think I was like 20 at that point that I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder type two. Yeah. And they told me, the doctor was like, yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones has it. And uh, that's 
that was basically all the explaining she did. She gave me some Seroquel. She didn't even tell me what was the side effects were and was just like, I'm putting you on a wait list for a psychiatrist. It'll be eight months and here you go. No follow-ups, nothing. So I basically went home from that appointment and I was like, first of all, my number one thing in my brain was my ex-boyfriend is correct. I am crazy. Like this is the worst case scenario. And um, I told, I told my friend who, who had kind of given me the ultimatum and she was like, "Mm, like, you don't seem bipolar. And now I understand that a lot of people don't know what that means, or at least they didn't know what that meant. And including the counselor that I was seeing at the time said, you don't seem bipolar to me. and so I, 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 I uh, rejected the diagnosis. I, I never went back to that doctor. I did overdose on that medication though. So like, you know, it wasn't, I, I, I don't, I, I would still say like the handing out <clears throat> antipsychotics and, and giving people diagnoses without explaining them not a great thing to do (laughs) was that um if you're willing to share was it on purpose yeah yeah so I had that was like my first was that my first suicide attempt uh I I think it it was after like a year a year or so of suicidal ideation and I was given the medication it was not given enough to actually uh succeed so I um basically I overdosed and like I, I I called the crisis line immediately it was like I did something wrong the crisis line unfortunately was not helpful at all uh yeah yeah which is too bad they were basically like how much did you take and I was like this much and they're like okay well you're probably fine bye and so it was just like you know convulsing and like just you know waiting waiting for to see what would happen I wasn't sure that I was gonna make it through the night I really didn't know and you know calling calling my ex-boyfriend being like the answer like ah what's happening um and you didn't fall asleep because literally one and a half two even when I'm hypo I'm out so you didn't fall asleep no uh no and like I, I maybe eventually but like I was because I was like so one of the this is okay with your audience right going yes, into yes, okay you cool. a trigger warning and I think when okay. people come they understand that when we're gonna yeah. talk about this we're gonna we're we're okay. gonna dive in because we think it's really important to talk about mm-hmm. and I actually think this is really important to talk about because this is one of the most um you know widely prescribed medication and I know there's people out there thinking the same thing so I actually am grateful grateful that you're willing to share yeah I mean and so like I'm on it now just so you know like late like later I was put on it properly and I'm on it now but I was not I did not want to take it ever again because I felt so horrible on it and and so yeah no what what I experienced was more of like like a like convulsing and 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 uh trouble breathing and 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 stuff like that and I my body was trying to live like I could feel so I was like fighting the sleep 
but eventually yeah. I did go to sleep. Um, and and you, you didn't know. go to the hospital because you trusted the crisis people. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, well, they said that I don't have enough so that, and that I'll be okay. So I guess I'll be okay. Um, and now one of the number one problems with, and then, and then of course, like, and then later talk to people. Cause that was like within two days of the diagnosis. Then later I talked to people. I didn't tell people what I'd done, but I told people, this is the diagnosis I got. People were like, mm, seems fake. So, uh, um, so this, then this is the beginning of the many diagnoses. Um, and so I think I was diagnosed with bipolar like five times before I accepted it. Yeah. Uh, so like from, from there, I never saw my family doctor again. I moved to Vancouver from Surrey. So okay. I, I did go, so I did go to that first psychiatrist like the the eight months wait list one he said he found out because at this point I started going to therapy he I told him oh I have been if I was abused as a child like I've and and currently like I discovered that the the way that my my family dealt with things is actually abuse and like it's and it and it is and it is to do with the fact that I have family members with bipolar disorder or other mental illnesses that are not being treated and they absolutely don't mean didn't mean to do that but that yeah. that is what was happening and so and like I so 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 he was like I don't think you need to go on anything I think you should just go to this abuse victim uh, support group and so at that time I was still not feeling comfortable calling it abuse like I was okay to talk about it because I just started therapy for the first time in my life but you know I I was like I can't go to like a support group with like actual abuse victims like you know like that that seems weird so I I that was it I I didn't go back to the doctor for for quite a while after that um and this is when I started to dive into the world of alternative medicine so I I feel like okay now I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 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 I have I I'm quite I'm quite critical of the wellness industry because of what happened next. So um uh especially because when I was hypomanic I would write so many songs and I used to say it was like vomiting up songs like I wouldn't even remember writing them just like blah here's a song here's a song here's a song uh and um and they were doing well and people were like wow like this is you know I like this I was getting publicity yeah getting opportunities why would you change yeah exactly and like I I was losing my friends like my band broke up but I had there was a manager who was like but we will help you because we yeah. think you could be the next Katy Perry, you know, like it was like, yeah, yeah. you know, and so people think we're fun, like, yeah. I, and because you get so much done and totally. with bipolar two hypomania, some, sometimes in experience, not always, mm-hmm. um, it's a little bit less impulsive, a little bit, which doesn't make it easier. I, it really, I get upset when it's like, oh, that's easier. It's just, no. diff- 
It's just different, but we get more praise because mm -hmm. yes. Okay. People think, people think that you're like super productive and yep. like, like, you know, uh, you don't, you know, you don't sleep, but people are like, oh, you don't seem to need sleep. And like, you know, like this kind of stuff. And like, yes, I find that I found that I would get highly irritable, but it wouldn't be. So that's, you know, it, so, so again, it wasn't, it didn't feel like happy, sad to me, which now I understand that's not what bipolar disorder is. But again, like I was, I was just sometimes like on fire. Like, I'm on yep. fire. I'm doing so much stuff. I've got so many ideas. I'm going to write I'm going to write the next Harry Potter, but I'm also going to be the next Katy Perry. And, I'm and also I think I'm be... awesome. That's why no! we're a little bit successful because yeah. people, not a little bit, you know what I mean? I'm just, no, totally. Sound, yeah. We sound, we, so it's like, oh, uh, that's, that's like our thing. And it's like, I have convinced people that I can do things that I have zero percent yeah. qualifications. Okay. Keep going. Yeah, totally. And like this, this thing of like, other people especially when you're young being like like if you do have some talent being like ooh that person like like that's kind of the music industry is people picking picking people who seem like they you could make them money and and taking taking them and also also i this is when I was also involved in some scams where I was giving people a lot of money because they told me they could make, make sure that I was famous. So like, I have never had as much money since, um, okay. because at that time I was able to work like three jobs and like, yeah. I was, you know, I was doing so much, but I was giving the money away to yeah. people who said that they could help me get famous. Oh, yeah. So it was just really like, um, mixed messages from everyone like I was not really able to have like a solid like like people who were my friends would be like you spend forever like just crying on the floor but then people who would see me like professionally would be like wow she's amazing like wow like look at all these songs and and look at all this stuff that she's doing and so it would it was definitely like I, I remember like showing up to like one of my, one of my last band practices before my band broke up was like I showed up and I lay on the floor mm -hmm. I was like I don't I can't I just can't and like they were like you have to we don't understand but it's not whatever is happening is not good and yeah. and also like the fact that my songs were getting the recognition created a, a rift between me and the other songwriter so it was yeah, yeah. very like people don't see that right they don't no. see see our and then people want to um because i got i've sold everything like candles because mm -hmm. i get it i i get excited mm -hmm. about stuff but then people see you you can make them money and not that they're all bad yeah. but they don't see that at our own detriment okay i, yeah, interrupted, yeah. I interrupted the wellness thing i i want to hear this journey oh yeah yeah no i do it's, it's interesting i was like I'm kind of nervous to talk about it, but just this week, there's this like, I'm not going to say there, but there's this amazing, um, uh, like bipolar advocate or everybody's calling them. And I'm, a, I don't want to offend everybody, anybody, because I understand, but 
calling like bipolar coach and people are like that's what you are but I'm just like to me that's like hierarchy and to me that's kind of dangerous like I can tell you my experience but I'm not like in no. and I actually think I could be a bipolar buddy or maybe I don't even like mentor but like that okay. kind of thing but uh, someone that's respected in in our area of um you know uh bipolar advocates and like I love her and she's so lovely and she was tri treatment resistant so there is some like supplementy thing and that's it but I find that really dangerous because we're not even going to like get help and there's all the meds uh you know stigma or whatever uh -huh. and I get that it worked for her and I don't not believe her experience and yet it it isn't helpful too so I'm like how can they share their story but uh, so this has just happened this week okay and then, and then um so I I read it over but I find I said something and I it didn't go over very awesome. So well, okay. I, I'm like, I want to understand your, your oh, experience yes. with it. Okay. So I am okay with people, with offending people about this. And this is why. Okay. It, it is very, it is extremely dangerous to say that you can treat bipolar with things that not only have not been tested, but things that have been tested and found lacking, because that's something that a lot of people will say, oh, this alternative treatment hasn't been tested. And you got to double check that because very often yeah. people would, people want to find the cure for this stuff. People oh, yeah, want I don't to find treatments, but even including scientists, like the thing, so, so, okay. So one of the main things that popped up when I was like basically trying to be better without accepting that I had bipolar disorder yeah. was all of these different medical or sorry, like um, alternative medicine reasons of what could be going wrong. Uh, uh, so one of them was, was like a more like Ayurvedic me medicinal approach uh, completely, completely, uh, you know, given to me by white people and it was like you know your your doshas aren't balanced and that's the thing and so you know that this this is where orthorexia gets in so I I I, I basically like became obsessed with what I was eating because I thought the reason that I had all these problems was because I was not good at eating the correct thing. And if I could just eat the right thing, it yeah. would all go away. And so often people who have, and like, I tried so many different things like supplements as well. So often people who are selling these things are not saying like, Hey, this is like a little, a little helper for your, for you, but your journey is still going to be hard. They're, they're selling you cures. They're like, there is no bipolar. This is a, this is a, a, a general statement, but this is what I've discovered what I found in the wellness industry. People say there's no bipolar. The, um, the sort of like big pharma is trying to sell you the idea that you have an illness that you need that you need fixed and you don't need it fixed you just need to do xyz thing that i am selling uh or even if thing i'm not selling but uh, but that i'm very invested in and um so this this was such a such a huge thing because i didn't want to say that my that, that I had bipolar and the reason why I was writing all these songs was bipolar and like you know that that I I actually needed to go on those horrible meds that made me 
overdose. And, you know, like, so I really wanted to stay away from that. So I was really attracted to people who were saying, there's no such thing as bipolar disorder. Yeah. I don't yeah. even, I don't think it's real. I think you just need to, it's actually about a vitamin deficiency. It's actually about a mindfulness thing. It's actually about a whatever. And, and basically selling me on the idea that I could have a totally normal life if I just did X, Y, Z. And the thing that I've discovered since is that bipolar disorder is a fatal illness. There's like 25% of people who do not get treated kill themselves. It, that's a statistic that I read a while ago, so I, I should check up on it. But it's still like when I read that, yeah, I was high. like, I think you're, I think you're right, or it's very yeah. in that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah, and so like, I, I kind of realizing that that I have an illness and I do like to call it an, a mental illness. Like yeah, it's same. not like, I don't like to say I have my bipolar is my superpower. Like for me, this is no, this is an illness that caused me to attempt suicide multiple times. I definitely could have died. It caused me to lose many friends. It caused me to lose, you know, it, it caused abuse in my family like family members who did not get treatment abused their children you know like the like it is it it, it is destructive and yes sometimes during hypomania you can create things easier and it, it, it it's there's more of a flow state there it, it's similar i from I've, I've spoken to like drug users in the past like people who are trying to learn how to live without drugs and their 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 stories are very similar of like how how they felt when they were on drugs um our brains are kind of just like giving us drugs yeah, it lights up and i've seen yeah lights up in similar areas again we're not medical professionals but are our experience yeah and i love that you're that you're going there um sometimes like depending on what state I'm in, um, not right now, but when I'm depressed or pre-medication, I would be scared to say the hard things because I wanted, you know, we're, we're programmed to look for the silver lining mm -hmm. and we can flourish and all of those yes. things give hope. But also I wasn't finding anybody when you don't talk about the harsh realities, uh, then it makes it makes people feel alone. Cause I was like, Oh, well, yeah. they're okay with it. And it's, it's like tricky because, uh, you know, I say we're not all this, like we're not a monolith, we're not all this. And yet, there is truth to some stereotypes. And in your experience, untreated meant this, it doesn't mean all people, what, what it does mean is that it needs to be treated, right? There's like the both yeah. and that I struggle with posting about. So I love what you're saying. And same with those things are good. Like we're not like, don't do yoga. Don't no. take omega threes. But no. they're not. It's a chronic. It is uh, incurable yes. illness. And if you're off, you're offering this when they're when like, I don't even know the percentages of people that the medicine works for or figuring out. If you're offering that, that you're stopping someone from getting the help they need. And I know yeah. it's going to be hard to hear for some people. And don't come at me, but 
this is where we're yeah. at. Well, this is, so I, I like, I was 100% like in that wellness world. Like I was like, you're right. Bipolar doesn't exist. I was, I was that far in like, wow, not real big pharma, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I just need to do this, take yeah. this, attend this. It and it's becomes our fault. very, it's yes. our fault that I was going to say, doing... it becomes very victim blaming. Yes. Blaming. So like as when, once you're in this place where you're like, well, okay, I can't say that I have bipolar disorder because that would then admit that like, something's wrong with me and and maybe also the thing that I that people think is really amazing about me the fact that I can write these songs maybe that's also like a symptom of the illness now I don't think that so we'll get yes to that that's later. our I that's don't our think that. tell me that that's what we want to talk yeah about I sure. don't think that but that was a hundred percent the vibe that people were giving me and like that was the the belief yeah and and it would and like it it, it does make it, I will say it does make it easier to create and there's a reason why I went to a songwriter workshop and literally one of the groups that I was in the 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 successful singer went up and was like I drink and then I write like it is not just bipolar people who who sometimes rely on like things to like loosen them up or like you know change the state state that they're in uh to create um and so it, there's that, but, but I, I basically like, as, and th so especially in Canada, when you do have a lot of the treatment at like the hospital and stuff is free, I spent so much money on the alternative treatments, so much money. And these people were very often promising me cures. Yeah. So that is like huge. And, and there's this, this distrust of the medical system was like, I remember one friend being like, oh, there's this guy who makes these bipolar, uh, like supplements. So, you know, Go, I, I would go off and on uh, when I decided that I had had this versus I did I didn't have it and I didn't need anything but if I did have it maybe it's just vitamins that you need and she said he's banned in Canada and like that's a good thing wow he's not even allowed to sell things in Canada like that was that was seen as a good thing because <laughs> like the medical establishment is bad and either they're lying that bipolar exists or they're lying that you need this to treat it yeah. or whatever and, and they want to keep you on the medication forever like they're yeah. saying there's no cure because they want you in their little pockets and so I feel like I mean so in the wellness world I ran into some people who were like hey, you know what? I think you need to go get some help yeah. professionally and then you can come back and do this stuff. Yeah. Those people, like I 100% believe that I could have I could have joined a cult because I definitely walked into places willing to spend any amount of money, willing to sign anything if people- Yeah, we're desperate. We're desperate. Yeah. And we're actually shown as like violent and this and that, but really- we're very vulnerable because you are desperate to get mm -hmm. help. And I don't think people yes. talk about that enough. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was like such a, such a, like, yeah, a cult risk is what, what one therapist called me. I'm a cult risk because yeah. I, um, 
I was just, li I literally was like looking for communes to move into because like I couldn't find anyone who would stay my friend. Like it was like, oh, yeah. it was so difficult to live life that I was actively looking to join a cult, like to the point where I was like, I would like to find a cult because I was like, I would like this, like su support and like, I'm belonging, fine. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'm fine with that. And like, I do believe that if I, you know, that if like Scientology or something had, had like popped up at that time, like I would have, I would have been there. And the fact that, so I did one thing that I did do was transcendental meditation. And so some people do consider that a cult, but the person who, who, um, who taught it to me was actually really lovely. She gave me a discount on the, on the, uh, on the, on her her sessions and she also so so I would get these emails from the transcendental meditation sort of main organization being like you can get your level one and your level two and you can go on these retreats and I would be like hi I want to do all this and she'd be like no <laughs> you know like just just focus on the on this one thing and maybe go to the doctor and so I was just really lucky that the like cult in quotation marks because I don't know that it is a cult I don't think so but that that kind of like the place where I gave a bunch of money and signed a document yeah, yeah. to what do they call it they call it like high pressure like so uh, highly controlled or high pressure because it can happen in religion and other things mm -hmm. I know there's like a name mm -hmm. yeah that kind of thing that kind of thing I was lucky that the person who I was in contact yeah. with was like aware that I was unwell and aware that I didn't have money and was actively helping me so that was amazing but you know I so I would go I kind of started this sort of uh I have rapid cycling okay. um bipolar so the I think that that was also like another sort of tricky thing was because yeah. I, like, I couldn't stay in one state long enough to like feel like I was there like so I would be depressed I would make I would actually make doctor's appointments I would go to the walk-in clinics I would so so because I didn't have a family doctor I'd go to walk-in clinics and they would be and I would be like I am so depressed and I would actually really like help and they would put me on a wait list to see a psychiatrist and then I would be like whoop, back up to hypomania I did not spend very much time in can you remind oh, that me what is it's tricky. That yeah. is tricky because they don't talk about that a lot. Yeah. Like, you have to be one or the other. So you didn't even yeah. realize. No. Okay. So I was just, so then like, and I also, I feel like I had like emotional amnesia where if I was in one state, I couldn't remember what it felt like to be in the other state. Same. same. Yeah. Yeah. You don't so remember how bad it is. Yeah. No. And so um, like when I would go back up to hypomania, I, well, I would phone up the the psychiatrist and cancel and get off the wait list. Then I would go back down, go back to the walk-in clinic, get on another wait list. This happened, like, this was like five years of this. Oh. And then like in between, I was still trying the different wellness industry, like yeah. alternative no, medicine. No meds at all. No meds. You're still just- I would kind of, sometimes when I would go to the, to the, um, the walk-in clinic they'd give me some antidepressants okay. yep dangerous danger yeah for a little while so I take then... it for a little while and 
it would make my symptoms worse and yeah and then I would just and then I would go off of them so that I was occasionally adding them in that was okay adding to my idea that psychiatric medication is bad because every time I went on it it would make things worse it was was not working side effects were horrible like all this stuff so it was it was continuing to add to that like fear of treatment and uh, so the thing that really changed for me so uh, there was a couple of moments of acceptance one of them was um I I was at a I was at chapters the bookstore and I was looking through because I kind of was like okay I do experience depression sometimes like that was like getting to be a more acceptable kind of thing to say yeah so I was like okay sometimes I experience this and I picked up this book that was called why am I still depressed you try have you tried everything and you're still depressed and I literally I opened it and it was like this book is about bipolar disorder type two. And I was like, oh, oh my God. You have to tag that below if, if it's good. Yeah, I, I, I think it is. Like I, I haven't read it in a while, but like it, but that was, that book was one of the things that made me get the treatment because they also do talk about like different kinds of treatment, like light therapy treatment. And like, they really go into like, a, they go into a lot about how to treat type two specifically um and they go into great detail about all the different medications at least that were available at the time and the pros and the cons and like it was an amazing book but I was like I just felt like oh my god okay okay I get it universe whatever like they're just like I'm just constantly being bombarded with you have bipolar you have bipolar and I'm constantly being like no I don't I don't I don't yeah yeah um and then another thing was um, I just got really into like listening to stand-up comedy and stuff and the comedian Maria Bamford oh. she has bipolar disorder type 2 her she says it out loud in one of her stand-up specials wow. and like hearing her say it on stage and not she's not like a crazy person from a movie she's like and she she's um and because she like makes you know, stand-up specials and stuff. Like, I felt like I knew her more than I knew Catherine Zeta-Jones, right? Like, I I knew her. And she said it out loud. And then, um, and I was like, okay, well, maybe, like, if she has it, I could also have it. And then later, my friend sent me an interview with her um, after she had been hospitalized. And, like, she did this and then and she took a break from stand-up and then she came back and she did this amazing interview um I'll send you the link and she talked about how difficult it was to go on medication but how and like all the different stuff but how like she stuck with it and now it's okay and now she can do stuff and she's like and she was like some of the medication made me forget how to talk and some of the medication made me lose a lot of weight and, and add some of it. And she, and she, she was like, I was really worried about taking this one kind cause it was going to make me gain weight. And I work in Hollywood, but then finally I took it and it didn't even make me gain weight. Not that that's, you know, what, whatever, but, but it worked. And, you know, and, and like, I was listening, listening to this made me be like, okay, you know what, maybe I will actually go see a psychiatrist so again put myself on a weight another wait list um the thing 
the thing that ended up really like pushing me to get proper health was I think unfortunately another like I I was like another suicide attempt like getting really close at least to another suicide attempt and I had gone home for Christmas so my parents were like watching me and being like what the heck is going on and and so on boxing day my mom took me to the walking clinic that I've been going to like you know kept going to being like I keep please put me on a wait list and I'm like once again please put me on a wait list I was already on a wait list and the doctor said you know what like you have to go to the emergency room yep and she's like and don't leave like even if they if they make you feel like you shouldn't be there just don't leave because feeling suicidal is an emergency and don't leave until they give you a psychiatrist so yeah that's yeah. Canada there's yeah no in between yeah you, we can't wait nine months and no. so a lot of people are like oh it's free it's this but sometimes like but it's terrible in terms of yeah. psychiatrist or whatever and people are so afraid to go to emergency yes because, because they it's might... awful as well yeah it it's is a terrible experience. experience yeah I yeah. had an okay experience but right. it is but yet what's the alternative right people are, yeah you're so scared but yet and sometimes you have to go to the psych ward to get the help because yeah. I would rather you be here yeah right so anyways and that's, that's my... like that's the thing is like so I did end up going to so I, I wasn't hospitalized um I just stayed in emergency for uh like 24 hours uh took that long to like for them to get a psychiatrist to me and they said okay so they gave me some antidepressants and Ah. so it was like but but they were like in two weeks you will see a psychiatrist your psychiatrist will give you a psychiatric analysis literally one hour and then after so so I I I don't even know if I actually took those antidepressants I was just like just get me the actual psychiatrist and that psychiatrist was the was the person I should have seen six years ago because she was like you know doing this whole conversation and being like hmm okay I'll see you next week and hmm have you ever heard of bipolar disorder Hmm, I here's a here's a handout and like so gentle like being like just like maybe like let me suggest this word to you I know it's scary and I'm like nope it's been five years or six years and I know I know that I have bipolar now like just the fact that you are like being so gentle and like so worried that I'm going to be scared by this word like I was at first and now I'm I'm, I'm like okay fine give it to me yeah. and 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 even You're desperate she, yeah and even and at this point she said some people feel that their creativity goes away when they take the medication are you okay with that which I don't I don't know how I feel about her having said that but I remember I said I don't care if I ever write a song again so like, I was just like, I don't need to be a musician. I just need to be alive. Like I was like, I'm just, I just wow. feel horrible. Yeah. So I know that at that point, like I did not care if I ever created anything ever again. And so anytime that I felt after that on my me- medication journey that really began there, um, anytime after that, that I felt like, oh, I, I'm not creating, I this. I would remember that I said that to that doctor. Wow. 
And so the medication, I like, and like, unfortunately, you know, that doctor like got pregnant. I was given to another psychiatrist who was horrible. And, you know, like the, the medication journey for getting my right medication took years and there were more overdoses and there were more suicide attempts. And, and like every time I was in the emergency room, so like I had worse experiences in the emergency room, um, you know, being taken away by the being taken away by the police and being taken, you know, the mental health act being taken against your will to the hospital and stuff like that while I was trying to, you know, get on this medication and also like live my life, but also like in this world that's like really not set up for that because I had to like quit, you know, I, I couldn't work while I was at least in the beginning while I was on the medication because it was making me sleep like 16 hours a day and you know just all this weird stuff and yeah the lithium made my liver stop working or kidneys stop working and like you know all this going on and off all this stuff and like at some and at some point then they started bringing up borderline and getting things getting you know kind of push towards that direction and I suddenly I'm like oh do I not have bipolar disorder do I have borderline and then things being brought back and and like me going on yeah went on like a two-year wait list to get to see a psychologist who said you don't have borderline like I was like okay cool (laughs) and just it doesn't happen to everyone don't don't be too afraid of lithium it's her experience oh yeah yeah no 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 yeah that's and like I wish I wish that lithium had worked for me I that would be great I, yeah. it's just it just happens to some people and it was not it was definitely not the the worst the worst one um uh, and like the whole especially because I also do have anxiety so I am on antidepressants now but they first had to put me on the mood stabilizers and get that solid then they could add the antidepressants and the benzos and shit to to kind of like balance out the um the anxiety and um because my anxiety is really is quite bad and I have always had it and I've always had panic attacks like since I was a small child so mm-hmm. like that having those conflicting things was also part of yeah. what made the journey so the medication journey so long but also like one of the clinics I went, went to got shut down I was moved to another one like I think that like I sometimes when I talk about like how long it took me and all the different things that happened like people seem like scared to 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 go have this happen but like first of all like I didn't have very much support so like having like having like once I found so later uh like two three psychiatrists later because one got pregnant and then the other clinic shut down and finally I found this amazing psychiatrist and he was like wow the medication they put you on is for bipolar type one that's why you sleep 16 hours a day let's put you on something else and like once you find a good psychiatrist and like if you don't have one complain squeaky wheel like just like demand a, a different one if you can like or like argue with your psychiatrist have somebody come with you because like you unfortunately do need to fight for some of this stuff be your, your own advocate or get an advocate for you because yeah. now I, now I know that that's also a thing yeah um and, and they can see things that you can't yeah like with my husband it was like it, it just to me now it seems bizarre that you're telling all the experience and yet your illness your brain lies to you yeah <laughs> like find yeah find yeah someone. 
Yeah. And I like, and I had my, my one friend who like had literally stuck, stuck with me since high school. Wow. Like she stuck through all of it. She was like, you know, I remember when I remember the day that, so the, the first psychiatrist hadn't told me that she'd written down like cluster B personality, which is like hard borderline cluster B personality traits in my chart. She got pregnant. The next doctor was like, so I see it says cluster B personality traits. I'm like, I don't know what that is. And she's like, okay. So like, I remember the day that that happened and I like left the doctor crying being and called my friend and she was like you know like I I, we know you have bipolar disorder like whatever else this is maybe you have it as well but like it's not like we know you've gotten here you have it like and so it is kind of important to have other people like you know especially if you're being passed around from doctor to doctor um but yeah eventually I found a really good one and and like and he was younger and I do think like you know, like, I think it's getting better. Like, I think that at, like, there's more and more research and, and it, it's getting better, but, and, and the medication is very, it, it is, it's not, it's not great. Like, like, but, but I don't, I don't cycle anymore. I haven't had any suicide attempts since, um, since my, I found, I got kind of good balance on my medication. Like it does have, it does it does something um and it doesn't cure you and and the fact that the doctors are like this won't cure you and you are gonna have to do exercise and you are gonna have to do all this other stuff on top of it and that's not gonna cure you either like that's the kind of advice that you need you need somebody being like this is hard it's gonna keep being hard and 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 I think like one doctor once told me she's like you're trying all this stuff like you're vegetables and whatever supplements it's like you're trying to build a sandcastle like without a foundation and then like every time the wave comes everything is gone yes yeah oh my gosh that's so good because you're right and literally okay so I'm an advocate (laughs) I was diagnosed very late Mm -hmm. um 32 I don't know numbers Mm -hmm. are hard but um I it just in the past like three or four years I've claimed the word incurable because my internalized stigma because you can't see anything and we're you know we're we think it's going to take everything away so you give up and if we had like uh you know an other illness like cancer or something you could see on the outside you would take the medicine despite the side effects yeah right I I don't know why that uh, you know I know why because of the stigma and all of those things but I think that that's so important to understand and like you said like my medicine uh brings me to a space that I can actually do the other healthy thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah totally and like the people who who like so literally when I post about my medication on Instagram I will get people being like look she works for the Rockefellers like like she's under the influence of George Soros like 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 there's conspiracy theory stuff that's so strong and like oh like like one of the comments was like well, you can tell by her sad, dead eyes that she's a, a like a Prozac mach- robot or something. And I'm like, this is 
the world we live in right now. So of course, if you are afraid of medication, no kidding, like that makes a lot of sense. And also because I like to say like we are like psychiatric medication is kind of still in the dark ages because for so long, we just like locked people up who were mentally ill as well. We didn't actually try, we don't understand the brain the same way we understand the rest of the body. And the studies are a lot on bipolar one. And Mm -hmm. as we know, with all medical things on dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm just like, you know, it's going to get even better than it is now. Yes. But people who say, oh, there's like, people a lot of people don't understand studies they don't understand placebo they don't understand a lot of things and 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 then they they kind of listen to these conspiracy theories um and like I don't think maybe there are some doctors who who are you know who are working for a a a company and they really want their the answer to be the medication but I know there are researchers who just want to find the answer and like there's no way that everything and this is something that some people say there's no way that every single psychiatrist is somehow like on the payroll for the yeah you know like that they all got together yeah there's too many trick us yeah there's too many like there's just too many people involved for that kind of that level of conspiracy and like yeah they might be a lot of it makes a lot of sense too if it's someone with them it gets so tricky because i've believed not so much conspiracies but i've believed things to be true that aren't entirely true and i haven't experienced like true psychosis but when i ended up going to the hospital Mm -hmm. getting the help um i it says in my file that i was on my way i don't know if they can say that but mm-hmm. I started to think like I was this major matchmaker or I was, we're very vulnerable to conspiracies yes. as well. So it's like, yeah. And if you have type one, you're like, and if you're experiencing psychosis, you paranoia is a symptom. Yeah. So like, like a, like bleed, oh, bleed yeah. or this or that. So people it's to be unkind is, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's so terrible. It's- because it's like, it's like if yeah. I'm bleeding, you're going to have empathy for me. But if I am irritable and being mean and talking about things that are clearly not logical, uh, I don't mm-hmm. get the same empathy or care. Yeah. And so like, I think that it's important that people understand what psychosis is. It's important that people understand what all of this stuff is. And, and I do think, no, there's not a giant conspiracy of a bunch of people just trying to make money and literally like and I've lost friends over this uh, opinion like it's I don't you know like to me it's more important that I take my medication and I don't have anyone in my life who literally thinks I'm making myself sick by taking and you are alive like I don't think people understand how and I'm not trying to scare people right like I'm not trying to scare people but also be honest especially if you're listening I know we have a lot of listeners that love someone with bipolar or concerned mm-hmm. or that I it's just so dangerous and I don't think everybody's mean like I don't think they're doing it to be mean it's just no information and that's what and not 
like even I've had someone say like, oh, I don't need to listen to your podcast. I don't have bipolar. I'm like, you know, there's like, I forget the percentages. You probably know someone. It isn't us yeah. learning. Isn't you probably just for know us. someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's our job for everyone. Yeah. To start learning. And I do have a podcast that uh, several podcasts that we talked about what not you know things that are not to say things ways yeah. you can help from our our standpoint because it's like for mental illness, not bipolar, but it's one in four. That is mm-hmm. a lot of people, and we're yeah. hiding it, and we're being discriminated against. And I just want. Uh, yeah it's the both end right this is going to be hard meds are going to be hard this is going to be hard and you're alive and you deserve help and Mm -hmm. you deserve to to feel better and like you said like not all psychiatrists there are bad psychiatrists just like bad everything but there's bad everything that doesn't mean it's for the whole it's like as humanity we want to like put it in boxes Mm -hmm. right like even as a person that lives with bipolar isn't the same And yet we have similar things. And I remember reading something where it said that I thought was really interesting because some illnesses are different in different um, countries or different, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. different places. But bipolar is like universal in that it's the same everywhere, culturally, but like the symptoms. Mm -hmm. Like it and like uh, it's it's when when you when you do see somebody experiencing like whenever I. I talk to somebody who has like a, a relative who has bipolar and be like, oh yeah, like I recognize this, this, this. And like, it's, it's also apparently I've helped some people because like they see their, their, their person like not getting help and they're like, oh, but like, I know that, that you can get help and that you, you can change. And if it gives people hope, you know, that's, that's great. Or, or if it gives people, gives people the like permission to be like hey I have to take a step away but I know that you can get help and I know you know and like there's there's so so many different reasons to to educate yourself about this stuff but like it also is just it is really confusing and it is I think so there's I I do think that because Yes, just just being alive is like a, a a reason to to get help, and there's so many of us. I totally forgot what I was saying. Anyways, continue. No, on brand, on brand. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I had a thing about no, no. Medication. I'm thinking a thousand things right now, and then my anxiety is like, people are gonna be mad at us, but I'm also like, no, this is yeah, this, this is the way it is. And also I just want to say like, I'm sorry, all that happened to you. Like my heart hurts that all of those things are are happening. And it's just this whole realization to me that there's the both. And like, I thought Mm -hmm. when I had to start talking about bipolar, I had to be uh, this or that, right? Like Mm -hmm. I had to be bipolar is my superpower and, or it's doom and gloom, but it's, it, it's, well, the superpower thing, it isn't both. So but yeah. if there's, you know, I'm not, if you ask me if I could, like, if you could give it away, could you a hundred percent? Yes. Because yes. like yes. we, like we spoke about the horrible things are not, 
uh, don't outweigh. No. And I think we're so afraid of, because it's hard to pull your personality away from your disorder. I think we're so afraid yes. that we won't be who we are, but I am a better version of myself. And with the hypomania, yes, we get the creative and the ideas, but sometimes they're unfinished ideas. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're, you know what I mean? Like I find, mm -hmm. and just because you have that energy, I've learned, you don't have to use it for something, right? And yeah. I have wanted to like, change the podcast and do this and do that or whatever. But I have chosen because I'm Medicaid and I can, uh -huh. I can focus on the one thing and have a big uh -huh. yes to one thing instead of all the others. And that, that what we think is complete amazingness and creativity isn't worth the other thing. And half the time you crash and burn and can't keep that up no yeah you so, can't keep it up like you I can't you just can't I remember when I was doing I was like okay well I'm gonna I'm talking about how I like I'm like okay yeah I, I maybe have accepted <clears throat> that maybe I have some things going on with my brain but like I I had a tour planned and I had to cancel the entire thing and it was even like at that point I was even like being like maybe I should be a mental health advocate like but not for bipolar for depression because I don't have bipolar and and like <laughs> I had to cancel the entire tour like so you know and like when I was really successful like if I had not had bipolar disorder maybe I would have actually been able to continue and show up and not lose my band and give all my money away to a con man and like all this stuff and so I I completely agree that if so this is a thing that 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 I had to go through which was to decide to, to realize that I, I was writing stories and songs when I was like four. Like I've been creative my whole life. Yes. It was it did not start when I started experiencing bipolar disorder. It makes it easier because it shuts off your critical voice. Yes. Your critical voice is so, it's so strong. The imposter syndrome that like, but like, you know, like I, I when I, I, I briefly did some music school and I had this, like, I had like a literal, a literal version of my critical voice was this, this composition teacher who would be like, literally like crossing his arms and being like, I, I would be like, here's the song. And he'd be like, mm, I've heard it before. Make it more interesting. Make it better. Why do you sound, this sounds like Halloween. That's when he said, it was like, that sounds like Halloween. <laughs> but like, so like, you know, just like, and like we, like that's inside of everybody's brain. And so we have to learn how to like write in spite of that. And if you can figure out how to get into a flow state, like that's cool too. Like, and, and like the problem is, is that it, I, it's a hundred percent easier to create when you are experiencing some of this stuff. It is just easier. Yeah. That doesn't mean the work you make is better but you're going to make a lot of work. So you might have some good yeah. stuff, but like not everybody who has bipolar disorder is an amazing artist either. Like that was something that I, that I, that helped me. When I had, had my, my lovely friend who I was doing my podcast with, who was like, I work in HR. <laughs> like, like, I don't even do, I don't, I don't yeah, like yeah, yeah. do that totally. stuff. Yeah. It's like, a stereotype, right? And two, like you might get praised at your job because you do war way more than someone else, but inevitably like there's some, it's in various degrees, but there's some kind of crash or some kind of mm -hmm. this, if you, if like, so I'll do all the things and then I get the depression and then I mm -hmm. question 
all those things yeah. or cancel them. Do you know how many times I've almost pulled down the entire podcast? Like yeah. I'm talking every couple months and I'm yeah. not just like, just because of that internal voice yeah. and there will be, I know I'm putting it out before this podcast, but I talked mm-hmm. to someone that actually has written a book called say it out loud. And it talks about actually saying your negative voice outside because you don't realize mm-hmm. how horrible it is until you say it outside and talk back to it. Because I would never say mm-hmm. these things to a friend, even when I get mean and irritable. No. Right? Yeah. And the hypomania I've learned once you get the coping skills and do that, I am able, depending because there's a stability and I still do get hypomania, but it's mm-hmm. so muted as mm-hmm. before. I'm able to take that some days and use it because I know to, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I know I'm hypomanic right now. So I booked more interviews than when mm-hmm. I was depressed, but I didn't go like every day. Right. Mm-hmm. Just because, but you learn, you learn that. And also my biggest thing that I did is I wrote letters to myself in the other state. Oh yes. So that I reread it. Like, do not think because I have complete sympathy for people that go off their meds and people are like, Oh, they're dumb. Or why wouldn't they help themselves is because depression oh. is so horrible that you want that. Like, do I think of it all the time? Oh, like, oh, yes. if I just weaned off a little, oh, yes. if I just it took more of this. Yeah. But I have to remind, like I have letters, I have people, I have this yes. because you forget. Yes. So don't be mad at your people, help them. Yeah. And like, I, I totally, I totally feel that like the, like, so I like literally have never experienced hypomania again since like, since yeah. I started Seroquel, which yeah. was a long time ago. And I miss it sometimes so much. Like, because of course I don't remember the bad parts, no, but I, I yeah, but then I do have, so I've, I've occasionally found some journals, which was never able to like consistently write a journal. Cause I haven't, it's hard to consistently do anything, but occasionally, anything. yeah, I would write st- stuff down when I was in hyper hypomania and like I, I'll occasionally find it and be like whoa so like you know like I, I was like oh in this in this uh like unmed- unmedicated hypomania I was like what uh <laughs> every step I take like I feel like maybe I could fly and like you know just like I I feel so light that I I, I today I ran on the treadmill for two hours and it felt like nothing and like and then like I haven't eaten anything today and I'm so proud of myself and then like it gets oh like my you, you can kind of see it see it and like being like I'm I have this 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 idea and like literally like I've done interviews where I've said really crazy stuff like so if you do have it like written down somewhere you can look back and be like oh yeah no I don't I don't want that yeah even though there were moments where it felt really nice and I've never felt that like light and excited I know I always say if you could bottle up the good parts but then I forget that then my family suffers I have all this good ideas and I look all this on the internet or whatever but I have to remind people that like my not so much my kid well probably they probably say that but like my husband like I I can get me it's not me I can get mean right yeah 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 and the irritability and especially as a woman like I was so embarrassed I'm like that's not me I'm like kind but it's literally unmedicated it was impossibly hard to be kind sometimes and you have to like and like and like I know like friends 
they have to pick up the phone and be like, what's gonna, what, what, which version of this person am I gonna get? And oh, I am also excited about your novel that you're writing that I know in two you're weeks not you're write. not gonna write, yeah. you know, or like, and and so, oh, something you said reminded me what I for, what I forgot about the other, the last oh, time. Good. I, okay, this is, this is what it is. It's that the reason why I take medication, even though like that crazy journey of like just everything, it, it being so so difficult um my I have family members who are not being treated I see what it does to them and to to and like I see what it does what it did to me as a child growing up in situations like that and like I can't do that to uh, to other people and like I can't and also like it, I don't want to live like that and so when you have an example of what it looks like if somebody doesn't get treatment and like exactly like you were just saying the like the strain on other people around them it's just not yeah it's not I don't want to be alone yeah. I don't want to be uh, like alone mm -hmm. and it's not Sometimes I know we're supposed to do things for ourselves or whatever, but sometimes I follow through with things that my brain's telling me, like, it would be better if you stop this for others mm -hmm. because I love them so much. And I know that you're not supposed to say that you're just supposed to do it for yourself. But like when I'm depressed, I don't like myself. So it's very hard mm -hmm. to do that for myself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to have you on the podcast again, because I have like another hour's worth of questions. <laughs> Yeah. But um, I wanted to, um, I, I wanted to tell people, I know I've been saying this for like six months and it will happen, but I'm going to be starting my membership very soon. And so I will be going deeper with Sarah. So we're going to record another thing. I want to ask her about her coping mechanisms and a few other things. So if this is amazing to you and you love this podcast or it has touched you in any way, um, you can join. I, I, the one thing I can tell you is that I've decided it's 10 bucks and there's a lot of things going to be offered. So wow. just to support what I'm doing, because, um, yeah, it's hard to say, but it's a, it's a lot of work and I love it. So anyways, that's the really uncomfortable. I'm not good at promoting. I can promote anybody else, but myself hard, but, um, yeah, $10. That's like, that's nothing. I, 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 I think that that's an awesome it's a little bit more than a Starbucks and it's oh Canadian, yeah so it'll be cheaper for oh US. yeah because yeah, I want to yeah. start small and the things I can offer because a part of me wants to be like I can offer all this but I want to be sustainable so I'm trying to yeah. be smart and so it's taken me a while because usually I would put this together like you know what I mean I'm trying yeah. to, to be careful that way anyways that's aside but because I want you to hear what Sarah and I are going to talk about next so Sarah, this, yeah. um, I've been struggling with, uh, you know, the fact that I'm even back in hypomania and I have been struggling because even now I've been watching what I was talking about earlier. And I went, went to my husband and like, maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe I just need micronutrients or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and I love that you reminded me that no, they might help me. And maybe they miraculously, maybe there are a few people. Out there. Yes. I can't, I'm not going to yeah. take away from someone's story. No. However, yeah. just despite studies and things like you reminded me that even though the both end, it, it needs to be done. It, you have to go and get help. The, um, 
there are people out there who like if someone is like literally i am treating my thing with this cool amazing like uh, great but the majority of people it's like how some people that like say like diets really worked for them and they lost a bunch of weight cool but the majority of people cannot like do that the majority of people have to do this other thing so so definitely like if you are trying the thing that this one person says is amazing and it's not working for you don't blame yourself that's it's yeah yeah and do the doctor stuff like first first and know that know that there's so much more like like if you're excited about this you know whatever nutrient or this practice or whatever like you can still do it yeah but my number one thing that I will say is if if they tell you they can cure you they are lying yeah and I have it can take away some symptoms, but yeah, the words cure Mm-mm, or yeah. healed, or they trigger me to no end. Uh-huh. Because guess what? No. That was also used against me. And maybe that was in my head, but also outside to make me feel like there was even more wrong with me. Oh, yes. Because, yes. Well, because we like to tell those bow stories and half the time they're not entirely true. Yeah. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed you just need support and um I do have a podcast called yes. get well sooner that's specifically about the wellness industry and this stuff uh, like yeah. I just I just like I decided I need to it is it is a, a, a sticky topic and like yeah. if anybody wants to chat with me about this and you feel strongly about anything like this I would love to chat with you because it it was it 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 definitely stopped me from getting help for a long time so I would like to just speak out about my experience and and like just the straight up facts as well um and so that's it's called get well sooner it's a skeptical skeptical look at at the wellness industry uh from a mental illness point of view yeah and uh, you know if I'm really sorry if we hurt your feelings or anything like that and we, you can still tell your story too. Just please, please. It, it really does like not just be dangerous. Like it, this is life and death we're talking about here. So yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Sarah, um, thank you for being my new best friend and, and letting me <laughs> be your number one fan. But uh, <laughs> I am so grateful for what, I'm just starting to see what you're putting out in the world. And I am really Uh, yeah I'm really just so grateful that I got to meet you and thank you for coming on the podcast and just yeah just sharing the you know the raw and the hard things because sometimes I feel alone in that and I sometimes I feel like I know I'm anti-toxic positivity but and so I'm just really really grateful for you yeah no thank you so much I I I really I appreciate you so much and I I yeah when we were chatting on on our on the live I was like ah we have to talk more yes, <laughs> we have so many more also we live in the same I know area isn't that crazy I know. <laughs> I know I'm very very excited and I saw on your website that you do nails so yeah 
I, I, I'll put uh, that in there for our lower mainland. Yes, I, I, I do nails. I teach voice. I teach aerial arts. If you yeah. can, if you like to learn, you do all the things. Silks from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. But now that we are medicated, we can do those things consistently yes. and, and well. And so go follow um, Sarah. Listen to her music. I, yeah, I was listening to it this morning, and I sent one to. Um, one of my children, we have some other um, mental health things in our family. And uh, I think that it will really, uh, the honesty will really, really touch her too. So yay. thank you, everyone. If this is out before the Patreon, hold up. But if it is, the Patreon's already up, then go because we're gonna yeah. do the next conversation right now. And I don't want you to miss it. So this is Bipolar. Thanks again for tuning in. You can find video versions of This Is Bipolar on our YouTube channel. We also have all our previous and soon-to-be future episodes of the podcast on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, and Google Play. We spend most of our time on Instagram at this.is.bipolar. There is a vibrant community there where we have conversations and post different ideas and different strategies and we'd just love for you to join us there. It is so helpful if you enjoy our work or think it would be helpful to someone if you could like and share and save and follow us in all or any of those spaces. If you're a listener for the podcast, if you could leave a review, we would be forever grateful. Again, thank you for being here with us. Let's get the word out. Let's share lived experiences so that we can change the ideas that people have about bipolar and help those of us that live with it feel less alone. This is bipolar.